Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. And today we have got Adam joining us from California. This is a special treat today. Uh, so Adam is a father, he's a husband, and he's also a principal architect for Enterprise Networking. And he's kindly agreed to come and share his amazing transformation on the channel today to inspire you guys, to get you motivated, to make this awesome change. So Adam, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to the channel. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. So first question. How long have you not drank for now? It's going to be one year, which I'm really, really excited about uh, On at the end of this month. Perfect. And when was the last time you went this long without drinking? Uh, never. Um, never, ever. Yeah, maybe when I was 16. <laughs> killing it, man. Absolutely killing it. Great. So let's let's jump into the... The meat of things. So first first question, Adam, what was life like? What was the drinking like? What was your situation like before you were involved in the program? Um, you know, personally, my, my situation uh, had gotten pretty bad uh, from a, both a mental and a physical standpoint. You know, if I, if I trace it back, it, you hear people uh, kind of explain this sort of thing as, as kind of a snowball effect, right? That kind of builds gradually, uh, which I, I think it, it honestly really does. So, you know, if I look back at it, like I mentioned, I, I've drank as far back as I can remember is going back to, you know, starting when I was able to. Um, and you can kind of see it slowly build over time. And as that gains, you know, speed and mass and momentum, uh, it seems to start to pick up parts of your life when it gets big enough to take with it. Um, so getting back to maybe the last 10 years or so, man, I would, to be honest with you, I was a wreck and I, and I could see it starting to unravel my life. And I felt like there was really something terrible looming around the corner was the feeling I was starting to get. Um, I couldn't sleep at night. I'd, w I'd wake up between 2.30 and 3 every day. Um, never felt rested the only way i could go back to sleep was unfortunately to have a few drinks then i'd wake up again a couple hours later um i had massive anxiety ter almost crippling anxiety um that combined with me not being able to sleep i would get these waves of anxiety throughout the day where i would be dry heaving and throwing up in the morning three to four days a week um, I had high blood pressure. I had low testosterone. Um, man, my my circulation was getting poor. If I sat or stood for too long, uh, my feet would get tingly and start to go numb. I had, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. It was it was really starting to get serious, and like I said, I could start to see it kind of unraveling my life not only that but that you know the damage that i was doing to the relationship you know with with my kids and and things of that nature 
Yeah. So for you, 100%, so for you, it was, like you said, it snowballed. And then about 10 years ago, you kind of hit this tipping point where it was like, ah, sh- you know, this isn't good anymore. Mm-hmm. And then all these negatives are coming up, the anxiety, the dry heaving, the high blood pressure, the relationship stuff. And you would just hit this, you hit a very low point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the part where it got really scary for me is is one day, um, you know, in the process of coming to grips with the fact that I had an actual legitimate problem, I, I decided to to not drink one day. Um, and, and it was it was that day that I realized that my body had become physically, chemically dependent on it. Mm-hmm. And that I couldn't not drink without getting withdrawal symptoms of um, sweating and uh, shaking and dry heaving and, you know, things of that nature. And that honestly, that got really scary for me at that point. That's when it when it really, really got serious yo, yo, yo. in terms of I need to do something about this. This is this is bad and it's wrong. And if you don't mind sharing at your peak, how much were you drinking? You know, I was drinking probably six to ten three ounce glasses of whiskey every day. And I I couldn't go the longest I could go without was approximately six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. Around that eight hour mark, I would start twitching and shaking and uh, kind of couldn't couldn't function. Mm. So what? So before you got started with the program, Adam, what had you tried to do, or what research had you done about stopping drinking in the past? You know, I really I just tried to cut back a little bit of willpower type of method. You know, like I, I mentioned the snowball effect before, and kind of you know it building slowly over time, and and I can look back and and see, okay, I started drinking on the weekends, and then it was you know okay Friday was justifiably in my mind became part of the weekend. And now it was okay, I'm gonna have a couple of drinks after uh, after work in the evening, um, you know, that sort of thing. And then uh, Friday becomes Thursday and Thursday becomes Wednesday. And then before you know it, it's, it's just um, completely out of control. So I had tried, you know, just basic willpower to get it back to, okay, I'm, you know, I'm only gonna drink after this certain time or I'm only gonna drink on the weekends. And that, that never lasted longer than a week. Um, before I joined your program, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm only going to drink every other day. Um, the only other thing I've, I've done other than that is I obviously I started researching online. Um, I found your videos on YouTube, uh, along with a few other channels, which I was really, really happy to find and started listening to those. Uh, I also bought a, a book that I read, um, that gave me some, some good information. Um, so that, that's about it. So would you say the because this is this is interesting so would you say that there was a point where you were like all right i've really got to do something different i can't keep doing you know the willpower stuff the moderation trying all this stuff was there a point where you were like right i gotta find something can you remember yeah i mean there was a few points for me the the one point of when i realized that you know we were out on a on a family outing and i hadn't planned things appropriately where to get you, you, which is funny thing. One of the things, you know, we talk about in the program is, is that this really becomes where it controls your life. Like you have to 
schedule and plan and stress mm-hmm. around it all the time to accommodate it. And I had messed that up. And that's when I found found myself sweating and shaking. And, you know, it was one of those days. Uh, and then, I, I, like I mentioned before, I tried to do it again just out of willpower and, and experience the same thing. But that was really, really scary for me. And I just had this immense looming feeling with my health and the anxiety um, that, like I mentioned before, I, I just really felt like something really, really terrible was looming around the corner. And I had to do something about it because I felt like I was going to let my life completely unravel and fall apart. And I didn't want that. I was terrified of that. It just sounds like you got real with yourself. It it wasn't like a huge catastrophe, but I think you were just like, this is this is going to end up in hell. I'm terrified of the huge catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I, I don't want the huge catastrophe. And, and it was already bad enough for me with the anxiety and the health problems. Like once you start doing research and you realize all the things that alcohol can and does do, in the body physically, I can pretty much directly link every major health problem I've had for the past 10 years to alcohol. So next question. So what was it that actually made you decide to to pull the trigger and, and join the Sober Clear program? You know, I had watched your videos for a little bit um, and I like the difference in approach of this program. I I don't believe there's anything wrong with me. Um, e- even now that I've gone through that and, and I really had kn- knew I had a problem and I've dealt with the problem and I knew I had an addiction um, to it. I don't believe that becoming addicted to an addictive substance has means there's anything wrong with me. And I don't believe in labels. I wasn't willing to give myself a label for the rest of my life. And I don't think there's anything wrong with me, right? It's, it's the nature of the drug. It's an, addi- an, an addictive substance. Of course, you're going to get addicted to it. So I really liked the approach of your program where it's not just about stopping drinking and dwelling in the past on negativity. That's a piece in the puzzle. It's the key that unlocks the door to building a better version of yourself and becoming the person that you want to be and reshaping your life to the place where you want it to be. And like I said, that stopping drinking is just a piece of that. So that's really what drew me to you and your program is just the concept of reframing the way you view it to view it accurately. And the problem is the alcohol, not not me. Well, I'm 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 loving hearing it, and I don't know if you remember, but you, the day that we spoke, 
you were not in a good mood. You are completely different. The energy that you give out right now is completely different. You 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 are you are annoyed. Not I don't know. You you are different. And uh, you were extremely skeptical. You were just like you didn't even think it was going to work. I, I I do remember that. Um, but now yeah, you're you're just killing it. So love to see it. No, yeah, I, I appreciate it. I'm I'm thankful that I had that call, and, and honestly, I'm I'm thankful to you um, to, for being able to see through and kind of push through my disgruntled mood. I think would be the the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about life now. Now that you've almost reached one year, what's life like now with the with with the health? The family life, the work life, like what what big changes have happened? Oh man, everything's great. Um, I rem I, I remembered what actual restful sleep is like again. Um, and, and it seems really silly, but just remembering what it feels like to be sober, and the fact that you can actually go to sleep at night without being completely drunk. You can just go to sleep because it's time to go to bed. Um, my, which seems silly, but my testosterone levels have recovered. Um, I've lost upwards of 45 pounds. I'm down to, you know, 13% body fat, you know, based on, Based on your advice, I got back in the gym, which is something I used to do and enjoyed, and I'm enjoying that again and seeing the benefits of that. Um, I'm as physically fit, if not more so, than I was in my 20s. My relationships with my kids and my wife have gotten better. Um, you know, my middle daughter before didn't didn't really want a whole lot to do with me, honestly, just because I was I was so upset all the time. And now she comes over and gives me hugs and, you know, sits on my lap and snuggles with me. And I've actually even had my kids open up and um, flat out tell me how, how much better and how great it is to be around me now and, and how it wasn't wasn't that fantastic for them uh, before. I'm doing better at work. I can think so much faster and more clearly to get things done efficiently at work so I can take on so much more, mm. you know, everything's just my short term memory is, is completely solid and back. That's one of the things that it really kills on you before is, you know, you end up forgetting what you said and did. Um, and, and just hoping you don't have to apologize later for something dumb that you said. Um, so man, life is, it's fantastic now. I feel so much better. I don't, I don't regret the choice. I don't miss it. it. Life is infinitely better without it. I, you say this in the program and it took me a little bit to understand what you truly mean, but I am legitimately free <laughs> now. I can do what I want when I want. I can drive my kids places. I can go to activities. I can be present in the moment. I can enjoy my life and my family. And now I have the freedom the willpower and the brain power to build my life into something better that I actually want it to be that I'm proud of. And I enjoy. You're the best. You're the best. What about the relationship with your wife? 
Oh, it's great. And my wife, you know, to be honest with you, she was really supportive um, before and, and was always positive and, and never really got down on me a whole lot. But I could just tell that, honestly, that was that was only going to last for so long. Right. She's she's a fantastic woman. But, um, you know, looking back at me in that state, I would only tolerate me for so long. Um, and I would, you know, expect nothing less from her. Um, and she was, you know, getting to the point where it was really, really concerning for her, particularly, you know, my interactions with our children and me being able to take them places and be in the car with them driving, you know, obviously like I couldn't do that sort of thing safely. And that was a huge concern for her. So I would say that her level of, of trust and respect for me and in me has increased significantly. Um, I, you know, I, me being muscular and physically fit doesn't exactly hurt the relationship either. <laughs> oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. How about your spiritual life? You know, we have been um, getting back to church, and um, that's definitely an important part to me especially in the area of building a good foundation for our children, good Christian foundation for our children. And I feel like I have the mental capacity to do that now without having to deal with the mountains and mountains of guilt that you put on yourself every day when you're in that situation for things that you said and did. Um, so much better, you know, and I don't, I do think that, um, the interesting thing, and I, I think you and I interacted on this at one point in time, is um, I really feel that God really lays out the path in front of you, his path, but God has also given us free will. So we have to make the logical choice with the information that were presented in front of us at the time to choose his path. And the interesting thing about my life is that at the time i i don't always you don't always feel i don't always feel that i don't realize that i'm i'm choosing the path that god laid out for me but in retrospect it's a hundred percent clear so i i look at that from a, a spirituality standpoint that i chose to be a part of your program but I am so thankful to God that he brought you to me and showed me your videos and, and laid out that path in front of me so that I could make that choice. You give me goosebumps. I always get goosebumps on these calls. <laughs> You're the thanks. So, oh, maybe, maybe an interesting topic here. It's a bit outside of the scope of your story, but how are you approaching this conversation with your children? Yeah, no, that's not a problem. So, you know what? The major thing that we go through in the program, right, which of course you know, right, you designed it, is the, the conditioning, the social environmental conditioning that we're brought up in. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And once you, once you start to retrain your brain and kind of rewire, rewire your brain to see alcohol for what it actually is, you become very acutely aware 
of just how much we're saturated everywhere. It, it's on, I don't know, four out of five songs on the radio. It's on movies. Um, so you know what? I've been openly talking about this with my with my kids and my wife and I have. And my children are starting to point out and see how often alcohol is showed and talked about on the radio. Um, and, you know, we're having an open, honest conversation with my children about it, about exactly what alcohol is. And you know what, what it's good for and what it's not. Perfectly good for dis disinfecting my floor. Not good to ingest. So they're becoming really acutely aware of that, which is something that I'm proud of. And we're being open and honest with them about it. You know, I have very, very intelligent children. And I think kids in general are often smarter than we give them credit for. And making them aware of the conditioning at a very young age gives them a fighting chance of not being programmed by it like the rest of us were. Mm. I love it. So you're you're giving them the stuff that you've learned in the program and most importantly, you've learned it, but you've internalized it, right? You see it now, you, you recognize it. So you are just offering them an alternative viewpoint when, so when, when you're just bringing awareness for them. So when you see something, you point it out, you're like, hang on, look, here it is again. I love it. You know, and it's almost like I'm, I'm pointing it out in more of an inquisitive way. Um, versus flat out, you know, vilifying it. I, I want them, mm. I want to give them the information to empower them to see through the smoke screen and make the decision for themselves. I think often with children, if you, you hit it from too hard of a standpoint, then you get pushback and you get rebellion and you get defiance and et cetera. It, it's more to say, hey, isn't it interesting that the last two out of three songs that came on the radio are <clears throat> almost holistically focused on alcohol. Why, why do you think that is? What do you think that they're trying to tell you about it? And do you think that's accurate? You know, so we're having an open dialogue about it, mm. which I think is fantastic. Perfect, perfect. So, what is one piece of advice, Adam, that you'd give to somebody? They're really on the fence. They've been watching the videos. You know, they're, they're on the verge. They might want to book a call, see if the program's a good match for them. If you've got somebody that was 99% of the way there, but there's something just holding them back, what what's one piece of advice that you'd give to that person? I'd say do it. I don't regret it at all. And, and like I said, this program is not about focusing on the past. It's not about guilt. It's it's about removing the roadblock of alcohol in your life that is holding you back from becoming and building the best version of yourself. So do it. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Sober Clear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.